You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. The US podcast Logies, artificial intelligence coming for your job, athletic green bumblings, and Spotify human lab rats. Welcome back to Behind the Podcast. I'm Stocks, and joining me this week, live from Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, is my business partner and head of production at DM Podcasts, Zanon Murphy. How are you, mate? Hello, good. Good to be mm-hmm. here. Good to be in Sin City. We're sitting in my uh, room looking out over the strip. It's a lovely view. Yeah, it's been a fun couple of days. <laughs> so we've been over here. Why are we in Vegas and where's Jules? Well, we've come over here to do our podcast movement evolutions. What would you call it? It's a podcast. Convention? Yeah, podcast convention. Yeah, so we've been here checking it out, meeting the people, putting a lot of faces to names, people we've seen, seeing some new, new cool tech. So we'll have a chat about that um, and what's been going on. But, I mean, things kicked off last night with the Ambi Awards, which is sort of the Podcast Academy Awards is what it's called. Which is exciting. It was a good way to start the uh, conference. Um, it's Vegas is a strange place, so there's lots of different people walking around. But it was good to sort of finally get in a room with just the podcasty people in, in the town because you can never quite tell whether is this person who's walking past this casino, are they part of this podcast festival? Yeah. Are they we are they part of some other conferences here? Totally. Are they just on a Bucks party? Who knows? Totally. There's been a few that's been like, what do we see? The drivers of, of America, which is basically the limousine drivers convention. So a lot of... That was in another hotel that we walked through. Yeah. There was a lot of small men. Yeah, usually of, of um, Italian-American persuasion, mm-hmm. slick hair, and probably complaining about the limo drive they got in from the airport. <laughs> so. No women in sight. Absolutely no, no. <laughs> no women. But it's been pretty good diversity at, um, at the podcast conference. Also, it's uh, coincided with International Women's Day. I saw some really cool panels, some all female first panels, a lot of fun. But um, look, let's run through it. Look at the Ambies. The big news from there was uh, Chameleon, Wild Boys was the podcast of the year. This is a good podcast. I've listened to a bit of this. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's about a Canadian, um, some boys who showed up in the Canadian wilderness one day, um, sort, of, sort of walked out of the bush and into a little town. And it's your typical narrative, true crime sort of podcast. I guess this is award fodder. This type of stuff does yeah, these, well. these ones always do well, don't they? It's, yeah. it's, it just sort of sucks you in and you're like listening to yeah. the whole thing. It's great. Does it make any money? Don't know. I mean, this isn't that. Um, it's by Campsite Media. It's very cool. And that, the interesting thing is at the top of the show, they've got an interesting disclaimer of the way they've done it. So they said, look, if you, it's this one covers eating disorders is one of the things that gets, is a, a sort of sensitive thing that comes up. Mm-hmm. And what they said at the top of the show is if you or someone you know is suffering from dot, 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 in this case, an eating disorder, please listen with care. And I thought that was quite a, it's a very Canadian way of. Yeah, not to, not to in your face uh, disclaimer, just a nice soft one. Yeah, that's in. right. That's good. And look, there were some other interesting winners. We're not going to run through it all because it's not Australia, so we don't actually care that much. <laughs> but look, to be honest, there were some names that you would know on there. 
Um, just from, from sitting through it all, Business Wars won Best Business Podcast. I think that's a podcast that most people know, a wondering Not podcast. It doesn't seem like a surprise to me. No, Team Coco won for Best Comedy Podcast. Well, one of their podcasts, Why Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer. So that, that's another big name. Uh, there's things like Scamfluencers is, is quite a well-known podcast, done very well. Best History Podcast was Slow Burn, Roe vs. Wade, which is a biggie. Uh, CNN won some stuff. TED Radio Hour won Best Knowledge. So, th- look, there were some names that we knew. It's, it seems to be a decent representation as, as as good as any of these bloody podcast festivals can be. I definitely hadn't heard or I haven't listened to all of them, but there's definitely some names in there that I recognise for sure. Yeah, I mean, we know that there's a sort of lack of centralisation with podcasting, so you're never getting a true representation. It's all sort of all over the place. But this was pretty good. It was a fun night. Yeah, it was a fun night. We topped it off with... Uh, trip to see David Copperfield uh, which was what peak Vegas cringe kind of post prime David Copperfield it was amazing it was all I could hope for it was David Copperfield at about 65% just absolutely mailing it in oh yeah it was missionary sex from the old man and um, yeah but he did have fun with some of the uh, how would you say not English speaking audience members he had a lot of fun with them Mm -hmm. but it really it it was a great Vegas experience it was good totally highly recommend two shows a night every night for 30 years I mean amazing amazing amazing. self-described king of magic king of magic So, look, after that, I mean, we went down to the conference. We've been there all day today. Um, general vibe, I mean, the two big things I've seen is AI's here. That seems to be really... Yeah, there were most of the panels and discussions I had were all about AI tech. Yep. And then the other thing is this sort of contracting economy, which you can definitely feel over here. Inflation's pretty serious here. The cost of living uh, seems to have gone up. Admittedly, we are in Vegas. But look, it does seem to be a lot of talk about a contracting economy. So there just seems to be this need to justify the spend on each dollar more. So measurement and attribution seems to be big things. But look, we split up and went separate ways and we haven't really broken it down. So what we're going to do now is Zanon's going to run through the stuff he saw and I'm going to run through the stuff I saw. Yeah. So look, look, AI and all Automation just seemed to be the buzzword everywhere I went. A couple of different panels, but also just a couple of stalls that have set up uh, different apps and different uh, providers just with providing a lot of uh, new tech. Obviously, it's most of them are new names I've never heard of, and so who knows what it's like underneath the hood. But there's, like, in, a, in sort of a number of different areas, there's a number of companies that are doing AI transcriptions that then spit out show titles, your descriptions, show notes, uh, clips, social media stuff. So you just you upload the audio and it just pumps out all this content for you. So instead of having to listen to the whole app and go, oh, I wonder at this point in time this happens or what's the show about, what are the five key points, it'll just automatically AI that out for you, which is... Sounds pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, sounds I'll, great. I'll have to try it. But so, so what's the con- general concept? Is it sort of you upload the file with the audio be, or video, yeah. and it goes in and just it, it just transcribes it the whole transcribes thing. it all, and then from that transcription, we'll go, okay, we've pulled out these five key topics. Here's five possible titles that the show could be. Here's uh, some a description of what the show might be. Here's a blog post that relates to the show. Here's some snippets that might work as clips so it just sort of automatically pumps out all this sort of stuff a producer's dream (laughs) (laughs) I assume you'll have to then go in and go actually that's not quite what it should be but it it seems like instead of having to write these things from scratch you're just copy editing yeah which would save so much time yeah in terms of also I'm editing the show making cuts making sure the audio sounds good and taking notes 
that's a lot, or you're going through multiple times. So mm-hmm. it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, like some of the companies in that sort of scope was like Podium.page. Did they have like a chat GTP integration as well? Uh, one of them I saw was a Yeah, tone, there's yeah. one of them. Uh, like I think some of them are using chat GTP. Some of them are using their own custom AI. Some of them are using uh, – they're like everyone seems to have like a little different setup. So I guess it will just be about testing them all and actually finding out which one works. Capso was another one. So they were sort of in that helping you with all that text-based stuff. Um, there's a couple of other ones that were all about uh, creating clips. So they were tended to be a bit more in the video space. Right, so um, you're saying like take, taking um, your whole podcast and turning it into clips. Yeah, so you send them, you either upload your MP4 or send them like upload a YouTube link. Damn. And then it then automatically creates like 10 clips and then you go around like, oh, actually that one's perfect, but maybe I need to start two words earlier and then it automatically pumps it out in whatever format you need. This sounds awesome. Again, amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry to my video editor. Just lost his job, yeah. <laughs> and our Adobe subscription gone. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Wow, okay. That sounds like really fun. And how about any panels you saw? Any interesting oh, One more software that was interesting uh, was a company called Hindenburg, which is a European company, Denmark, I think they're from. Yeah, and we they, talked about them earlier on the pod, but you might actually be able to have an informed conversation yeah, about so it Yeah, so I had a long chat with them. So they've been in the audio space for a while providing custom software like sort of door software in the same vein as Audition or there's a million ones out there but they've really lent into sort of podcast and radio space and instead of like most door softwares are generally a bit more music-y in their setup or large documentaries and things like that which is a little bit of a different beast than what you need for podcasts I, I tend to find but what they've done is they've integrated fully functioning door with transcription so it'll automatically transcribe all your audio and then you can just click anywhere in that text but then still edit in door format so right so when you say door format for the layman that's the multi-channel you can see the waveform and the timeline goes from left to right correct. and that's where you are in the thing okay yeah so for those people like um who have a understanding of auto editing? They don't need to be sound designers, but I find like a competitor into this space probably is something like Descript. Yep. But Descript goes completely away from that door editing format into a very text base. Right. So which, you're editing words. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Which is great for some people, but if you are used to editing in the sort of old format, this seems to be like a good middle ground where you have the text, you can use the text to scan and find out what you want to edit which might be a bit quicker than actually just listing through it all but at the same time you still have the power of looking at the waveform and seeing that which seems like a really good middle ground to me are we going to give this a try i think so okay yeah. cool and descript the problem one issue of descript is it's a web-based app so you're doing it through mm. a browser is this like that no this is on your it's like all inbuilt in the software so you can okay. be on a plane you can be anywhere and so it's running off your hard drive yeah which is Oh, very good. Yeah, I did see those Hindenburg dudes. They look like your classic nerds. Like, very <laughs> cool. Like the kind of guys you would probably want designing your yeah, software. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> cool. Excellent. Excellent. All right. And then you sat any panels? A couple of panels on sort of automation and things like that. Yeah, you, you were gravitating towards the ones that seem to... Yeah, cut my make, workload. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> make your production workload quicker, streamline things, save 15 hours a week. Like, yeah, yeah. Although one of them going. was like, what was it? How to streamline your production workflow was a title. That's absolute catnip for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You left that one early, I think. I did leave that one early. It, was, it ended up being a guy 
guy who was just amazing at creating his own long form automation. So using things like Zapier or uh, there's Apple iOS has an automations app. Oh, and simple stuff, yeah. So he had was doing very complex things that were these step-based automations that one of them looked like it had about 20 steps in it. Look, if I attempted to do it, it would probably take me about two weeks to try and just come up with this automation that worked. Yeah, right, okay. (laughs) So it almost sounds to me, to put it in layman's terms, like one of those domino things that goes and does all these beautiful patterns and shapes and then at the very end it has a boot that swings and kicks a a ball through through a goal. What What was that band that was doing those videos? Oh, okay, Go, yeah. Amazing music videos. But, yeah, it's that sort of thing. If you can set all that up and make it all work, the end result is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It saves you so much time. Yeah. And what if it breaks? Oh. Call, yeah. <laughs> oh, you've got to be him to fix it. Right, okay. So, yeah, all right. So Look, maybe, maybe not real solutions for, for uh, a little business like us. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I went more down the business and marketing side of things. Yeah, I saw some interesting things. So one panel I I saw had um, the head of Athletic Screens. She believes that podcasts are the most recession-proof marketing channel they have, and they are really a data-driven company. They've done a lot of stuff. They're basically a direct-consumer web-based business where you subscribe to their stuff, they send it out to you every month. They're one of those companies that have really lent into podcast advertising and get a lot of... Uh, have had a lot of growth through podcast advertising. If you like those sort of early ones, like oh, well, not those big ones. Like if you listen to things like Alex Huberman podcast, Joe Rogan, uh, anything around Lex Friedman, anything around that space, you're getting Athletic Screens. Mm. You would have heard their ads. Um, they very much believe in that sort of influencer model. So they're saying that they understood that there was a lot of in the space there, which is basically it's a sort of sports. It's not a sports supplement, but it's like a food supplement, vitamin supplement type of thing. They know there's a lot of dodginess around that industry, mm. so they gravitated towards podcasting because they wanted to have the power of the influential voice with credibility that podcasting gives you and that's why they targeted all these big names and that's where the success has been built on yeah we can see how that could work that just taking the credibility of someone who is in your ear every single day for the past three years yeah you trust that person yeah sometimes for better and worse (laughs) um but also on the same panel was the head of bumble and she had a very interesting um their angle they see podcasting as a cheaper way of accessing top influencers so they were the headline sponsor on the kim kardashian podcast that recently came out and what they said was basically they reckon they got 1.5 billion impressions off her basically off that campaign and they just said look advertising with her via Spotify on um, on the podcast was so much cheaper than doing the equivalent directly with her on her Instagram or TikTok they said you can get these really really high profile people and you can get to them for a fraction of the price in podcasting well aren't there seven figures to do an Instagram post on those sort of absolutely Yeah. She was also saying that the other inefficiency or little hack they found is a similar thing. They've picked some really big Netflix shows and then they've gone for the recap shows that are made around it and they've basically gone, oh, we'll sponsor the recap show for big Netflix shows. Yeah, so they're basically getting attached to that brand, but they're not sponsoring a show, and you can't sponsor a show on Netflix right now, but they're getting close to these big properties. So that's interesting that they use podcasts as as a cheap and efficient way to get close to these massive pop cultural properties, whether it's a human being or whether it's, you know, whether it's something that's being produced. Yeah, amazing. I can see how that could be a a 
workarounds so you're not having to pay the big dollars, uh, but you can still get access to that. Yeah, look, I think it's something we'll include in our pitching when we get back, um, Cam, if you're listening. So um, there's some interesting conversations around performance-based marketing, which is the old school podcast marketing. So if anyone's heard, like it would have been Shaver Shop um, or Manscaped and Athletic Green, they fit into this. And they're talking about that versus the big shift has been towards data and analytics-based campaigns. So now it's all about this tracking. It's all about can you show how many impressions there were, where to go, all this sort of stuff. Whereas they're saying, look, there's still a space for this, what podcasting was built on, which is you give me a promo code that gives a discount for, say, Manscaped. They, can, they don't care about how many impressions it got. They want to care, they care about performance. How many units did they sell from it? And they still say they that- call it cost per acquisition. So yeah, yeah. if they can sell $1,000 worth of Manscaped products and your ad was less than $1,000, they're ahead. They're good. Yeah. So look, they they say that you know this is what podcasting was built on. This is actually so unique to podcasting, particularly to host-led podcast shows. Mm. That there still needs to be a space for this, and they really want to push back on the analytics revolution, which is coming through, and say there's home for both. I guess initially with podcasts, there was just there wasn't the option to do that analytics. It was just the industry was a little bit too uh, young to have any of that tracking that, for say, website traffic has or TV and radio has just built in because they've been around a bit longer and they've set up all those processes. But we've been seeing that all that tech is coming in and it's there is now a lot more tracking and a lot more data that can be uh, pulled out the back end of uh, your RSS feed than there ever used to be. Yeah. And I think some advertisers want that data because they're used to having it in other spaces. Yeah. But, yeah, that's just very important to just realise that just because it's there doesn't mean every advertiser needs it. Yeah, don't drown in data. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was also a Spotify panel, which uh, was Sonic Science. And look, the only real interesting thing about this is that they basically wired a whole bunch of listeners up for five weeks and they wired up sensors to their brains so that they could see over five weeks of listening to audio, which is music, podcasts, and podcast ads. They did a study on the to- um, on basically how your brain reacted to these things. It just sounds scary. It's terrifying. <laughs> but the only really interesting takeaway was that tone in ads is the most important thing. The tone needs to match the mood of what you're going through. So what I took from that is that you, your ad needs to sort of, it's something I guess we've known, but the ad needs to sort of match the tone of the show. You can't just have like a hectic radio ad with heavy guitars in a very sort of calm conversational podcast. If it drops in, people just go, fuck. And, and it's ineffective and they tune out. So, Seems logical, but yeah. I guess good to have yeah. weird data <laughs> yeah. to, to match it. Yeah. yeah, good to wire up human beings like lab rats to find out. Thanks, Spotify. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Spotify. And look, there were some fun panels. I went and saw how to design podcast art, which was really fun. Like um, just some really logical things, um, some cool little hacks. I've taken some notes. I'll definitely be taking it back to the team. But it was just a fun, fun, fun thing to do. And a lot Good of, stuff. and she made it fun. A lot of do's and but a lot of don'ts, and and that was very interesting. But just common sense stuff, and just very useful. And it really was well received by the community. So there's a bit of fun as well. It's not all these sort of hectic conversations mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, we've end of day one. I guess we've got another full day tomorrow before we fly out it'll be exciting to see what what panels we can find and who else we meet yeah a few more interesting ones a few more conversations to be had and then we'll have to South by Southwest so look we'll report back next week with what else we find I guess podcast recommendation of the week we can't go past the Ambies podcast of the year I mean it's the one the chameleon season three wild boys give it a go it's amazing it's amazing